Hello, my name is Lance Shaw, and you are listening to the Enterprise Content Management Podcast Series from EMC, When Content Matters. Today, we'll be joined on the phone by Brian House. Hey, Lance. Thanks for having me. Hey, glad you could be here. Brian is the Group Marketing Manager on our Strategic Marketing Initiatives team. He manages our Enterprise Content Management Campaign. So let's get started. Brian, tell us, for starters, why is content management growing in importance to organizations today? Sure, Lance. You know, it's interesting because even though a lot of the technologies that make up enterprise content management, things like document management, imaging, or even computer output to laser disk cold, are typically considered a group of established technologies. At the same time, however, the market for enterprise content management has really only recently emerged and is changing pretty rapidly. And so I think there's really a number of reasons for this. One is really the growth of unstructured information. It's really exploding within enterprises. And analysts estimate that the amount of unstructured information within companies is growing anywhere from 60 to 200% every single year, depending on the vertical market. You know, you combine that with the average storage cost really plummeting and almost approaching zero, and we're creating more information than has ever existed. You know, the University of California, Berkeley, did a study a few years ago that said that we're creating the equivalent of 500,000 new libraries of Congress every single year. You know, just to give you some idea of the scope of growth of digital information. Right, right. So... Do you have any ideas on sort of why all this growth in information is occurring today? Well, I think, you know, part of this is it, it can be attributed to human behavior. I mean, sort of think about your sort of day-to-day routine as a knowledge worker in an organization. I mean, every one of us, uh, myself included, we create megabytes of data. Uh, you might, someone say, might say I create gigabytes of data every day. But not very few of us, if any of us, delete much or any information on a daily basis. So what this means is we're creating more and more information um, and storing it because storage is cheap um, within organizations. You know, that's information that sits in applications that you know, lives in databases or sits in our Outlook and our personal folders and our C drives. And so, you know, organizations are really looking for central visibility and control of this this information, both on the structured data and unstructured information side. You know, IDC, to give you an idea of the, the problem that organizations are grappling with, said that enterprises on average have 24 repositories with large companies having as many as 100 repositories, creating a whole wealth of information silos. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the growth and emergence of enterprise content management is really to, to address that problem as information is scattered everywhere within an organization. Right, right. So, you know, you said something a minute ago that maybe needs some clarification. You know, you mentioned unstructured content and structured data. Um, there are some big differences there. You know, how are those two types of information different? That's great. That's a great question, Lance. You know, when when you think about structured data, that you know, we like to describe that as the information that that resides neatly in a relational database, can be organized by rows and columns, and really sort of um, is the driver behind transactional applications, ERP, CRM, um, accounting applications within an organization. Unstructured content or unstructured information, you know, it ends up being all the rest of the digital information that exists in an organization from emails and office files to uh, print, print stream reports from an SAP system, scanned images of invoices, and whatnot. You know, and, and when organizations 
try to evaluate, well, how much of one or the other do I have? What we found is, is that, you know, some 20% of the of the information in an organization is structured, which means 80% of the information is unstructured and just sort of very loosely organized and managed. In fact, you know, some of the analysts say that some 90% of that unstructured information is unmanaged. You know, so that creates big problems for an organization because unstructured information touches every seat in the enterprise but really is really the most difficult to manage with um, within an organization. So whereas over the last 10 or 15 years, we've seen companies spend a lot of money to get their structured data under, under control and under management, now they're starting to shift their view um, to unstructured information, either for purposes of compliance, driven by things like Sarbanes-Oxley and, and litigation, to get things under control, or for process and knowledge management um, purposes to make their businesses run more effectively and understand what information they have within their organization. Right, right. Well, that, you know, that all makes uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, so let me ask you another question. You know, for sure. those listening today, uh, you know, where should companies begin when they're considering enterprise content management, or as as we like to call it, ECM? I mean, how do organizations really start to think strategically about ECM? Sure. You know, the critical first step in developing an ECM strategy, and this is certainly what we've seen in our customer base, is to identify the processes where content matters most to the organization. You know, these are the, the processes where content is a critical input or output of a process and oftentimes becomes a, a bottleneck in an in inefficient process that needs to be addressed. You know, for a life sciences company, these areas include new drug applications and electronic lab notebooks in the R&D groups. You know, this is an area where Documentum, um, you know, 15 years ago really first established itself in the new drug application for um, the FDA submissions, you know, as when as Jeffrey Moore made famous in his Crossing the Chasm book. And that's a great example for high, oppor- high pain and high opportunity for return on investment. For manufacturing companies, you know, we often see um, our customers use us for new product development or engineering change management processes, where particularly where unstructured information like engineering drawings is linked to things like bill of materials lists or material specifications that are managed in an SAP ERP system. It's a way of making this information more valuable and more accessible um, to the users, but also putting it under control to keep that process moving forward. All right, excellent. So, uh, you know, you talked about life sciences manufacturing examples, um, and I know there are many other examples uh, of ECM uh, in use today. Certainly. You know, what are what are some of the common requirements across these applications? Sure. Uh, you know, for any organization considering an ECM strategy, you know, the first step is is really, you know, once you've identified that critical those critical business processes, is, is look for an enterprise class platform that can really address and help grow with your requirements, both to address the initial process that you've identified, as well as can kind of grow with you as your business um, evolves and changes. You know, so the first the key piece of that is, is you need a platform that can support a complete range of content types that can be expanded over time to include new information types. You know, we see this today, you know, uh, this podcast is a great example. Who would have thought two, three years ago that, you know, podcasts would become an information type, you know, in audio files within an organization. Now it's, uh, you know, a critical piece. Blogs are another example of that. So a platform that's going to grow and, and handle all of the information as you think about this vast um, array of unstructured content within your organization. 
The second area is process support, and the ability to support a wide range of users and business processes from a platform perspective. You know, that you can handle the high-volume transactional processes associated with invoice applications or accounts payable, but as well as um, support much more dynamic, ad hoc, collaborative processes um, between teams or across the firewall um, that need to review information and, and make, come to some decision around that information. So you know, having that process support really helps you future-proof your business in terms of managing that un- unstructured content. And then the last piece of this is that an extensible platform that can support growth, that can be integrated with your enterprise apps. So whether it's an ERP or accounting or accounts payable systems, that can can manage the unstructured information associated with those systems, as well as connect into uh, the authoring environments that your end users live in, whether they be design applications like Adobe Creative Suite or Microsoft Office or Outlook and things like that. So that really, by you know, thinking about content types process and extensibility, you can really create a, um, address a wide range of content applications and sort of think both short-term for immediate benefits and return on investment as well as long-term strategy in terms of what's my content management platform. Okay. All right. Yeah, those are excellent points. So I uh, was thinking about that. You know, uh, maybe it would be now uh, real helpful to sort of give us some examples, some customer examples of these and, uh, you know, how people are using ECM today. Great, I'm I'm happy to, Lance. So, uh, a couple I thought I'd uh, touch on today. Um, the first is Walters Kluwer. You know, they're a very interesting example in the publishing field because you know what they've done is identified a mission critical, uh, content centric business application that's really at the core of their business. It's their publishing process. So, Walters Kluwer is a medical publishing company. They have 12 locations on four continents. You know, and they produce a pretty wide range of information. They have some 200 medical journals. And they have as many as 350 uh, books that they publish. But what's really interesting there is the complexity of all of that. Some of their books have as many as 400 editions um, per title, so because of lots of local tr- language translation and you know sort of follow-on editions um, for textbooks and things. So I mean, the managing complexity associated that with that is just tremendous. And so, you know, prior to, uh, to, to implementing a documentum system, I mean, this process was very manual and, and, and really lacked visibility into the flow of content through that publishing process. And the result was they really couldn't identify issues until a problem sort of um, came up, couldn't sort of be proactive in the identification. So, you know, they didn't realize the manuscript was ready for production until the production line was ready to go and the manuscript wasn't uh, there. Or if there was issues in layout, you know, they weren't able to find these until sort of the, you know, that problem became a big problem and then they had to do fire drills. So what they were really um, hoping to address with this global multi-channel publishing process they built called PubFusion was clearly to speed time to market and reduce costs associated with that process. But then, to, you know, their, their sort of key piece was they needed the ability to deliver content across multiple consumption outlets. Uh, you know, the public publishing business is changing, so they need to published a print, web, PDA, and other outlets simultaneously, and they needed a, an engine that could support that. So they chose EMC Documentum to do this, and this helped them create a more proactive approach to their publishing process so they could identify and address process bottle, bottlenecks earlier, identify problems before they emerged and became significant sort of fire drills. They're able to communicate changes earlier to their customer where in, in their 
process, its editors and authors in most cases, and eliminated potential revenue losses by meeting the guidelines and commitments they made around advertising and in other areas on time and with the content that they, they said they would. So with PubFusion today, they have some 270 users actually producing content with another 500 people touching the system and involved in the PubFusion process. And where they've really seen the big process efficiencies is they were able to reduce 180 workflows um, that they had in their existing process down to three standard paperless workflow processes. So the visibility increased dramatically, and they were able to get some, the benefit of standardization, which helped them really reduce costs and reduce cycle time. They, you know, they estimate they reduced cycle time by 10% and saved, you know, upwards of $800,000 in just nine months last year. So really, it's pretty dramatic benefits there. They've also seen some revenue growth in specific areas, you know, pretty significant revenue growth. So it's both been a top line as well as a bottom line uh, impact at Walters Kluwer. Excellent. That's a great example. I mean, everybody who's listening today, I'm sure, is interested in ways to speed time to market and reducing the number of workflows, reducing cycle times in these roles sort of, you know, a great example of, of something that people would all like to be able to introduce into their organization, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, those are those are common whether you're in publishing or whether you're in, you know, just about any other industry. Exactly. You know, the, the other example I wanted to touch base on is a company, Dow Corning, who are sort of the other end of the spectrum from content management in the sense that, you know, they're well beyond sort of ide- identifying that first content management application, the you know, heavy priority on immediate return on investment and measurable success. They're now sort of are much more at the enterprise standard for content management. And so, you know, Dow Corning, they're a global manufacturer of silicon um, based products and they develop market manufacture over seven thousand products and services around the globe. And they're interesting because they're a joint venture and equally owned by the Dow Chemical Company and Corning Incorporated. So a lot of collaborative processes in terms of leveraging the R&D that comes out of those and, and, and bringing that to market. But, you know, they're a company that's been leveraging um, Documentum for a number of years now. They have multiple content repositories corporate-wide, and they're serving more than 150 content management applications uh, around their organization. So examples include web publishing, application for their global websites to ensure brand consistency while allowing local, regional experts and business people to contribute content via templates. They do a, a great deal of collaboration across with cross-functional teams both inside the enterprise, things like Six Sigma and marketing and product launches, as well as with external groups in R&D and academia and related industry areas. You know, and in, the, in, the, in their plant operations, they manage a lot of plant safety procedures with Documentum. They have a, a, an interesting, a very, very uh, interesting integration with SAP where they extract raw data from an SAP application and then assemble it dynamically into material safety data sheets. And those data sheets are retrieved from the Documentum repository on their first responder emergency response website. So that you know, you know, talk about critical data that's you know related to their operations and safety in their plants being pulled right from uh, Documentum with all the sort of failover and, and provisioning necessary to ensure that that application is always available. But you know, for, it's sort of a big picture. Dow's you know Dow Corning, they've seen measurable results and most importantly leverage by adopting EMC Documentum as their corporate standard for content management. So they're able to deliver improved consistency across key business applications as well as, you know, achieve the economies of scale in a compliant, secure 
manner by really going after that 80% of the information that exists at Dow Corning that's unstructured and providing a, a framework to really address big pieces of that. Right. Well, that, that's a great example of a, of a company organization that's really taken content management and applied it to a lot of different business processes, right? That Sort of that great example of what you talked about earlier about you may be starting to trying or trying to solve one particular business problem, but you want to really, uh, you know, lock yourself into a platform that's going to allow you to, um, you know, service a lot of other uh, issues down the road and other other business processes that you maybe haven't even foreseen yet. Yeah, absolutely. You can really grow with your business as your business grows and changes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, as we wrap up today's podcast, um, I'm wondering if you can maybe just give us, uh, you know, sort of the your maybe your top three sort of critical takeaways from all this to, to leave people with today. Sure. So, you know, the first part that we always recommend to any of our customers is to start with critical business processes that are content-centric, where content is a critical output or objective of that process. And the reason for this is these kinds of processes represent the greatest opportunities for return on investment. You know, they can move the needle within the organization to ensure that end users will adopt and take advantage of the system because it helps them with their day-to-day work processes as well as helps show the benefit of content management is your organization sort of thinks about commitment and, and, and growth within that system. The second is to look for ways to extend that initial investment once you've made that into adjacent applications. Uh, with As with any technology uh, platform, you want to create opportunities for leverage to take advantage of the infrastructure you've invested in and sort of make that and help that to grow within your organization. So adjacent applications is a great way to, to start to think in to grow that from that initial uh, investment. And then lastly, is just to determine how content management applications and platforms can grow with your business and your, and your business's changing requirements. You know, when evaluating content management systems, you want a, a system that can manage any type of content and process and that exists, integrates seamlessly into your existing infrastructure. So it doesn't require great changes on the infrastructure, and you can really focus on you know, delivering return on investment and helping end users do their day-to-day work more effectively and, and successfully by taking advantage of that content management system. All right. Well, those are, uh, those are three great takeaways. I appreciate it. And, Brian, certainly thank you very much for calling in today and joining us on this podcast. Thanks, Lance. For those of you listening in today, thank you for joining us. And I certainly encourage you to find more information on enterprise content management systems and, and uh, as part of your evaluation process. Feel free to visit our website and take a look at the What is Enterprise Content Management section. Um, it includes a number of items, including a 15-minute sort of evaluation guide for enterprise content management, as well as reports from the leading analyst firms on the market and EMC's leadership position in that market. This content's all available on software.emc.com. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.